0: Hello,
1: and welcome to our program today. My name is Ellie Nieves, and I'm a speaker, a writer, and a leadership coach. I'm also the founder and president of Leadership Strategies for Women, where I coach women just like you to help you develop the confidence and leadership skills that you need to achieve your best in every area of your life. To learn more about Leadership Strategies for Women, you can visit my webpage at www.leadershipstrategiesforwomen.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for my free monthly newsletter and you'll receive seven leadership strategies for success in life and business. The topic of our show today is the power of women's networks. The Economist recently declared that women are now the most powerful engine of global growth. Yet, too often, women continue to be excluded and frozen out of informal networks where important information is shared and a sense of belonging is built. Women's networks offer an alternative and provide opportunities where women can make business and personal connections, discover their own events, discuss issues specifically related to them, and find resources for career advancement. Today, our guest is Karen Janin. Karen Janin is the author of the book, Magic of Intention. She's a life coach and an instructor of hypnosis who is currently working towards her PhD in the philosophy of metaphysics. Karen is also the director of the Mid-Hudson Women's Network located in New York. She has lived in New York for the past eight years after leaving her favorite place on the planet, Austin, Texas. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much for inviting me. I appreciate it. And I'm glad you said that about Austin, Texas. (laughs) That's wonderful.
1: Well, surprisingly, you don't have a a Texan accent.
0: No, I can pull it up when I need to. Okay. (laughs) 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 Y'all.
1: So, Karen, tell me about your background.
0: Well, I am um, originally from Anselm, Germany. I lived in an orphanage from birth to age four, and through a miracle, Thanks to an, a philanthropist in Caracas, Venezuela, Dr. Herrera Usler, found out about these orphans and transported us from Germany to Caracas, Venezuela, where I lived for four years. Wow. Um, this I'm reading a little bit of this. This event was recorded in Time magazine. Really? Means, yes. I was, what happened, there's a picture of me in Dr. Usler 's arms. I guess I was up then too, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and uh, and they took a picture of me, and they did a little article about Karen Janine, and a, a Lithuanian girl and with curly red hair and so forth and so on. So I guess I had my five minutes worth of fame. Wow. Anyway, I was eventually adopted by an American family that lived there. Um, then tragedy happened a few years after I was there, and we all moved to uh, Los Estados Unidos, the United States. I learned to speak Espanol and English um, while I was in Caracas, Venezuela. Oh. And, um, so, and so, life, so the history, just life goes on, and I have to say that I am a grand person, which is not the grandmother, I'm the grand person. Of five grand angels. And I've also gotten back involved with horses. And um, I continue to be on a learning curve in that I believe you just cannot get enough of what's the new things that are happening in this world. And I love it.
1: That's great. Right, and can you share with me the history of the Mid Hudson Women's Network?
0: Sure. Um, Mid-Hudson Women's Network is actually 22 years old now, as of June. The uh, It was originated in 1998 by Barbara Picard and Christine McDonald. Barbara and Christine were co-directors until about 1996. They just kind of sat together at the kitchen table one day, and they started thinking, you know, we'd like to um, – started a little women's organization and it was tiny maybe five people joined at that time and barbara told me the story that they just happened to be looking at the hudson river and they decided to call it the mid-hudson women's network and that's how all that started Mm -hmm. um i became the director in 2005 and barbara who is She's just a fabulous person. She continues to be my mentor. She's helped me out with a lot of things, given me advice throughout the years. And every time I have a meeting, I give her a call and say, okay, this is how this went, what do you think, blah, blah, blah. So um, it's so nice to be in contact with the founder of the organization.
1: And where is she now?
0: She's now in Rhode Island.
1: Great, great. Having
0: a time of her life.
1: That's wonderful. Now, why do you think that the organization has been so successful even after the founder has left? I know a lot of organizations often start up and they end once a founder leaves or discontinues the activity. Why do you think the Mid-Hudson Women's Network has been so successful?
0: That's a really good question. Well, I think that, first of all, the women themselves are amazing. They really, really are amazing. And I think there was a desire for this organization to continue. And I, the other thing is um, it's affordable, whereas so many other organizations are very costly. Um, and I, when I took over the organization, they did not have a website. And I'm just, I'm a geek. <laughs> I, I think everybody <laughs> has to have a website. So I got the website, which brought us to the forefront much more than just the way it was. And, you know, the websites are valuable. Everybody should have a website if they're having a business of any kind. So I think that alone excited them in that well, now we we have a presence besides just the meetings we have. We're on the web and we're up to date with what's going on. And so I just kind of brought that to the table, and I think that's one reason why. Um, and I, And I think another thing is Barbara Picard and I, are very much alike um, in that um, we try to make the organization more about and it should be about the, the members. And I think that's, that's the value of that.
1: And what kind of programs does the network offer?
0: Well, we, have, we, have, uh, we offer speakers several times. During the year we do straight networking you know times too so that people will just get to network and get to know each other better and some of the programs have they have financial issues uh, they talk about branding organizational skills we have health matters inspirational subjects you name it we have speakers coming in and um, you know to speak and there's an opportunity to ask questions about whatever the topic is. In fact, at the beginning of this year, we had a real comedian who was also a financial advisor and a member. And I thought, you know, we needed to have a little lighten up, right. and, uh, start the new year that way because there's been a lot of stress in everybody's lives, and I thought this would be a good way to do that. But So uh, we cover a lot of subjects. We can't cover everything, and then I try to see, okay, what can we cover the next year that we hadn't covered the year before and stuff like that.
1: That's great. And how do, how do your meetings run? Is there a lot of talking? Is there more networking?
0: Well, on the networking nights, there's a lot of networking. And what happens is our meetings start around 530. From 530 to 630 is a networking slot, so we can – um, you know you can um, network as much as you want and talk to everybody and we encourage everybody to do that then we sit down have a dinner and everybody gets a chance to stand up and say exactly who they are what their business is and a brief announcement about what's coming up and then um We finish up the dinner. We have the speaker, and then they have an opportunity to to ask questions. And after that, uh, if there's time, there's more networking just after the meeting. And there's generally a lot of networking going on after the meeting.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, the reason I'm asking you so many questions uh, specifically about the Mid-Hudson Women's Network is because you are a successful uh, women's organization. Mm -hmm. And even though I've got a lot of local listeners, I also have a lot of listeners who are not in the New York area, but I think this is a great example of how a successful organization can run. And if anyone is considering beginning their own network, this is a good model uh, to look at and imitate.
0: And anybody can call me. Uh, if they're going to start an organization like this, just feel free to call me because I love to help people and and, and let them know the stumbling blocks, the things that I went through, The you know, the – the, uh, the growing curve of how to run an organization. And everyone is different. So I, I love to help others build theirs as well.
1: That's great. And what are some of the some blocks that you found in, in organizing and bringing the Mid-Hudson Women's Network to the, to the next century, I guess, because you said that you uh, brought on board the uh, webpage and you instituted technology
0: I've also, what I've done with that is I have, um, they, there's a place where there's free advertising, there's, we encourage the members to write articles because they're getting, we're getting a lot of hits on Google people Googling us all the time. Um, also, what's interesting is the news media in the area, they go around and they look at the different organizations, their lists of names, and their their are subject matter, so to speak, like a financial person or whatever. And they'll call those people up and interview them for, let's say, the Poughkeepsie newspaper or, you know, some of the local areas. And, and it's an opportunity to, to shine, actually. So with the web presence, it made a huge difference. And the technology, I also, when I have time, I try to do these little five-minute commercials where the ladies can just talk about their business for five minutes and let the world hear this interview 24 7.
1: No, why do you think it's so important to have women's networks?
0: Why do I think it's important? I just, well, because <laughs> I think women have, now I don't want to sound prejudiced, <laughs> but I think women have. A uh, a view of of organizations different. They're not as competitive. They really they are to a degree, but they're also caring. They want to help each other out a lot more, and I think that's why there's that that homey type of atmosphere. Do you know? Do you, and I hope I'm making sense? Yeah, where, it makes sense. It's not just about business, business, business. It's about friendship. It's about uh, how can we help you. And in all of that, people get to know each other better, and then they build a business through that because a trust is being built. Mm
1: -hmm. It's all about how women relate to one another, and they bring that into their business places as well, and it's part of the reason why so many women are uh, successful, particularly in the service areas and as entrepreneurs because there's this thing about them where they're relatable, they're nurturing, they're caring, they can relate in a different way.
0: And they're very intuitive.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So, you know, that helps.
1: Yeah. Great. Now, can you tell me what kind of value women get from women's organizations that differs from general membership organizations?
0: Well, like I mentioned before, I think, there's, you know, the greatest one is, is they build trust with each other. They build friendships. They're caring. There's opportunities to be heard. Um, it's and with this with these this smaller organization, you get to hear a little bit more about what their business is about. Not just I am somebody, somebody, and I'm I'm a life coach. Period. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's an opportunity to do that. And I think networking is so important. And the women are at our group, they're amazing. Can I tell you what just happened at the last meeting?
1: Absolutely.
0: This is really amazing. A woman came, and like I said, everybody gets to stand up, say who they are and what they do and so forth. And we had a little more time to be able to do that. And so this woman was doing her, her thing. And then she said to, me, to the audience, she said, oh, and there's something else I'd like to, like to do, like to create and do, and it had to do with music. So in the audience, um, a woman named Arlene raised her hand and said to her, when, is, when the meeting's over, come see me. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the meeting, they were sitting there brainstorming how they could work together on her dream. And that is what this is all about. Wow. And it really happened.
1: That's wonderful.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, we're, I, I think that we're successful also because we're not lost in the, in the numbers. We mm-hmm. have about 200 members, but we're not lost in the numbers at the meetings.
1: That's wonderful that really makes a difference that even though you have a large organization that everyone still feels like it's a small community group where they can still relate and reach out to another member or reach out to people on the board, it's still personable.
0: Yes, and and I think that's really valuable. And like I said, I you know, I go, I'm standing up there in front of them. I have a lot of fun, by the way. We all have a lot of fun. I do not... Um, there's not the stiffness about a lot of the organizations uh, it's it just seems to be a very friendly atmosphere but when i come home after a meeting i'm i standing up there doing whatever i do is, i'm just totally energized because the women have they've really connected and you can feel that atmosphere it's just amazing
1: mhm now you mentioned uh to me, that you're a life coach, mm-hmm. and I want to talk to you about you being a life coach. Can you tell me about how you became a life coach?
0: Yes, I would love to tell you about that. Uh, what I did was I went through an intense certification program through Coach Training Alliance. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh-uh. Uh
1: It's
0: just it was a, it's a tele, they do teleseminars. Okay. And it was it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. I, I um. You know, did my research with a lot of different organizations, you know, teleseminars versus going to a class in person and stuff. I was very, very lucky with this because I had an instructor, her name is Joanne Susie, who was and eventually became a mentor coach for me and and a friend. Uh, I was lucky in that she was very, very good at what she does. So I went through the training that they offer. I love life coaching. I know you do. Um, you know, it's so forward moving. It's it's not the um it's not about therapy and it's not we're not sitting there talking about the past all the time, but moving forward and, and helping people with their lives to achieve their dreams and mm-hmm. and I, I just think that um the concept of life coaching I'm just grateful that it came around, and then I'm involved in it so um, and I wanted to tell you one thing about my my uh, teacher, uh, Joanne Susie, again. This is what's amazing is that she 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 inspires me, and that's what we we as life coaches also find people that inspire us along the road, and, and I think that's really important. Um, she yeah. had a stroke about six months ago. And she is in a place to a rehab place to get um to come back to normal, so to speak and um it was a serious stroke, but guess what she is there <laughs> somewhat handicapped huh? um now coaching <laughs> coaching the people that are in the rehab place now she's found a new niche and it's, coaches are interesting they have all these little niches where they specialize in so to speak and then the overall and she's helping people that are in the same situation that she has been in and um i I think that's quite inspirational but i think life coaching is um you know what i like about it too the clients don't have to come to your office if they don't want to they can you can do this on the phone, and it works. Um, and I just, so it's, there's a freedom about that with, right. those with a lot of people. And, and um, you know, the first time I heard about that, I thought, oh, no, I, I, I'm so busy looking at the eyes and the eye contact and the body movement and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I finally began to relax and realize that I can do life coaching by phone. Right. And I don't have to buy into all that other stuff.
1: Mhm. Mhm. You know what I love about coaching as well that touches on our topic is that it's another way to create an informal network. Yeah. Uh, I often do group coaching.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And you create such a wonderful network within the group, and you see how the women bond and how they share with one another, and they encourage each other in each other's growth and in each other's journey.
0: Mhm. Mhm. And that's beautiful. That's what it's all about, and that's what I think. That's what I like about coaching is just you see, you know, what's interesting is that there's also another awareness is that while you are coaching, and I know you do this too, you are also being coached in a different way by the, by those that those that you are working with, because as you were the teacher and the and the students, so to speak, in that you learn and grow also. So I get a lot out of it, too, Mm
1: -hmm. myself as
0: I'm coaching someone else.
1: Now, what kind of programs do you offer as a coach?
0: Well, most of mine are, um, I do a lot of motivational things. I mean, I have someone in Iowa right now who's who's trying to figure out the bottom line is what, what will make her the happiest as far as her future, and now she has signed up to go back to college, which is what she wants to achieve so i i I prefer I like working with people who are wondering what they're going to do with the rest of their lives and helping them make a plan of action and 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 see what the possibilities are in understanding where where the you know, what, what are the obstacles, and moving forward. I love the moving forward part of, of any coaching session. It just I just think it's awesome when that happens.
1: Right, right. Now, I have a question from a caller, and I don't know if, uh, I don't have an answer for this. I don't know if you would, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, the uh, The question is, Uh, there's uh, something called A Small World, which is an invitation only networking site for elite Americans. Do you know if there are any networks that are comparable for those of us who are not elite?
0: (laughs) I've never heard of that. (laughs) Hey, we're all elite. (laughs) That is so silly. You know, I'm uh, that's sad. That's okay. You know, every organization, every organization fulf- fulfills some need for some people, right?
1: right. So I, I don't,
0: I you know, I don't know anything about elite organizations. So. Right, right.
1: But you know, hey, you can always create one, and I think that's what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> and one, I things one that I definitely wanted to do with <laughs> this show is to encourage people who. Uh, wanted to create a network to go ahead and create one and to know that you can either start one informally, uh, like we were talking before about the uh, group coaching um, sessions that I do or that you do with your clients, that you can always create a book club of some sort or you can create a dream club where you sit down for maybe for lunch and you share your dreams with a few people. And that's a nice informal network, or you can join a formal network like the Mid Hudson Women's Network. Right. Or create your own network.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah. The, the The possibilities are endless. Mhm. Mhm. I did. Um. Also, the mastermind group is wonderful. Like, yeah. Was talking about the dream, that's kind of like that in a way. Mhm. Um, I love those kinds of meetings.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's a nice formal type of group. A lot of people offer mastermind groups. I'm a part of a mastermind group now, and it's been just wonderfully encouraging as an entrepreneur and somebody who 's developing uh, you know my coaching and speaking business it 's been phenomenal to be a part of a network of other people who are like minded who share the same dreams and who are there to hold me accountable and to encourage me in my in my journey
0: yes and i I think that's wonderful but I, I, I think I loved my mastermind group. I thought that was awesome. It was a great experience and you know so there's a lot of Really neat things, and see, that's interesting too. As you are coaching others, you are also, you know, kind of in, involved in, in these other things too. Because we all have to continue growing and learning, you know, and, and learning how to help others. We learn to help to help ourselves as well.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Now, I know that you also are an instructor in hypnosis. Can you tell me about that? Yes.
0: Um, when I first moved up here I, 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 I was certified as a hypnotherapist and I did want I love to teach so I decided well I'll go into New York City and become certified as a, a an instructor of hypnosis. Um, I, I think hypnosis is awesome. Um, I love the teaching end of it. It's fun um, and it's There are so many techniques out there, so many different ways of doing it. I I specialize, when I do hypnosis, I specialize in generally about uh, weight loss and self-esteem, things like that. But with the uh, teaching, I love to teach small groups, very small groups, um, because that way they get more out of it. When they can practice on each other and we can ask questions right then and there, um they um it and hypnosis has become um it's it's more respected now than it used to, and oddly enough, it was used millions what well, not millions but thousands of years ago because that was the only way that was their medicine so to speak right and um so hypnosis is not weird, it's not evil, it's not any of those things. As some people may seem to think, it is a form of relaxation
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a way to get get help you with issues or problems or whatever is going on. To uh, it, and we all know what the answers are. So the answers are locked inside of us, and so through hypnosis, sometimes that those answers can come through, and then there is a better understanding of whatever it is the person is working
1: on. Right. I just recently had uh, Tim Porter on the show, and he is a hypnotherapist. And, you know, I think through that interview I realized also that, you know, hypnosis is becoming generally more widely accepted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for helping people that have issues like smoking problems or they want to give up smoking or weight problems or people like you mentioned that want to relax more and, uh, want to feel more comfortable if they're if they're anxious about things that are coming up in their life perhaps
0: well, you know what's beautiful is that um they're using hypnosis uh for pregnancies you know for birth, childbirth I'm sorry um, so the the woman will relax more so she's using less meds whatever it may be to for the birthing process and and they're also. They're doing hypnosis on people who are having heart uh, transplants. You name it. It's moved into the medical field because what they found out that they're relaxed so much more. They don't need as as much uh, medicine or drugs or whatever that has always been used. In other words, so the healing process is faster.
1: That's great. So, Karen, we've got two minutes remaining on the show. Actually, now it's one. Can you uh, tell us how our listeners can get in touch with you?
0: Yes. Um, they can call me at 845-236-2557. Uh, the, the organization's website is network. That's women with an S network.com and that's a great way to uh, also contact me my email address is up there and if anybody has any questions they just give me a call
1: and for our local listeners when are when is the next Mid-Hudson Women's Network meeting
0: it is it's June June oops, I'm looking at the calendar right now again it's June 16th okay that is our anniversary Oh, wow, wonderful. You're going to have a years.
1: That's wonderful.
0: Uh Well, thank you so much for letting me be on your show. Well,
1: thank you, Karen. I really enjoyed uh, having this opportunity to chat with you. And also to my listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, drop me a line on Facebook and let me know what you thought. And when you get a moment this week, uh, check out my articles on Leadership Development for Women on examiner.com. You can link directly to the articles from my webpage at www.leadershipstrategiesforwomen.com. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and I look forward to chatting with you all again next week. Until then, God bless.